Thanks for listening to this audio podcast from Redemption Life Church. Listen as Danny Pate teaches on Fresh Fire. Let's just lift our hearts to the Lord for a second. Father, we love you. We honor you for your presence. We honor you for your mercy. We honor you for your grace. Holy Spirit, you have been amongst us already, and we ask for you to increase it. We ask for our hearts and our minds to be pierced by the word that is your truth, your revelation. Open us up to everything that you are. We lay aside expectations. We lay aside um, our own plans, um, our own desires, and we say, we just lay it at your feet. We humbly seek you. We humbly seek your divine anointing. We, we seek to please your heart. And so we thank you for this opportunity. We thank you for the opportunity to be among you. We thank you for the opportunity to be your people and to be agents of reclamation into a world that is dark, that is in despair, that is lost, and that is looking for something. Holy Spirit, we ask that you bend us. Bend us, Holy Spirit, to what you desire, what you plan. Anoint the words that come out. Anoint the hearts and the minds that receive it. We give you every shred of praise, glory, and honor. In Jesus' name, amen. So I want to just jump right in to what I believe the Lord desires for today and subsequent days. When I got the word that our beloved Michael (laughs) might not be well, um, to be prepared. So I go in to the closet, how cliche. And I just seek the Lord on what does he want to say to his people. And as I just sought his face and sought his heart, I believe that his word today is very intentional and very targeted. This may be for some of you the first time you've ever laid eyes on me. But I believe that the Lord has been working in my heart and even your hearts for this very word today. And I'm pregnant with expectation of what the Lord wants to do. May it be pleasing and satisfactory to him and him alone. Let his word accomplish the work that he has intended for it. Let his desire be magnified and glorified. And I am grateful and humbled at this opportunity to share his heart with his people today. So let's buckle up. As I began to seek the Lord about what his heart was for today, I tried to clear my preconceptions, my hopes, and I just began to worship, lift his name up. And the phrase that kept reverberating in my heart, my soul, my mind, we need fresh fire. Yes. 
We need fresh fire. We need fresh fire. This churned and churned in my inmost place. My desire is to see God glorified and Holy Spirit honored into his rightful place. Being himself God. Being himself co-equal and co-eternal. Holy Spirit is often the one undermentioned and overexpected. <laughs> we as a people who have experienced him yearn and crave to know him more. To experience him more fully. For many He's a being only mentioned in reading, but not known from experience. Every one of us here has seen, to some degree or another, the decline of society, these difficult and trying times that we live in today, decline of morality, the decline of the fulfilling of the heart of God in everything that we do. Paul writes to Timothy in warning him of the last days and its landscape. 2 Timothy 3, 1 through 5. I've got a lot of verses. Just write them down. Hopefully, they'll, it'll be great. He, Paul says, but mark this. There will be terrible times. 2 Timothy 3, 1 through 5. There will be terrible times in the last days. People will be lovers of themselves, lovers of money, boastful, proud, abusive, disobedient to their parents, ungrateful, unholy, without love, unforgiving, slanderous, without self-control, brutal, not lovers of the good, treacherous, rash, conceited, lovers of pleasure rather than lovers of God, having a form of godliness but denying its power. The degradation we have seen knows no limits. Homosexuality runs rampant. The murder of babies upon altars of medical tables in the name of science, comfort, and choice. Cheating, stealing, lying, manipulation, trickery, deceit, backstabbing, gossip, divorce, adultery, fornication, all types of lewd and abominable acts occur daily and in greater magnitude. And all this is occurring inside God's body. Can we even imagine what is among the heathen? We need to get back to the fear of the Lord. Where has our reverence for our almighty God gone? I'm talking to the body, bodies all around. Where has our reverence for our almighty God gone? We have a world full of lost and we can't tell the saved ones from the lost. We've grown so cold. We've grown so complacent in and of the world. 
I thank God for those preachers of God that stand for the heart of God. But we've got spineless preachers preaching to dead people a dead word in cold chairs. We need a fresh fire. We've got wrong that appears right and right that appears wrong. Lukewarm and balance are normal and passion is too out there. We've got families falling apart, marriages crumbling at the seams. Compromise is acceptable, but firmness is extreme. We need fresh fire. Oh, the world has seen the church and she's not impressed. What the world needs is to see Jesus, not religion. The world is watching and the world is looking and she's not impressed. Our own churches are having mass exoduses. Organized religion has left people with a bitter taste. We need a fresh fire. Has this left you with a pain in the pit of your stomach? It should What a thing that we have made this thing called Christianity. What did Paul say to Timothy? Having a form of godliness, but denying its power. Having this form, but denying its power might as well be called godlessness. What? does Jesus have to say to the church of Sardis? Revelation 3, 1 through 6. To the angel of the church in Sardis, write, these are the words of him who holds the seven spirits of God and the seven stars. I know your deeds. You have a reputation of being alive, but you are dead. Wake up, strengthen what remains and is about to die, for I have found your deeds unfinished in the sight of my God. Remember, therefore, what you have received and heard. Hold fast and repent. But if you do not wake up, I will come like a thief then you will know at what time I will come to you. Yet I have a few people in Sardis who have not soiled their clothes. They will walk with me dressed in white for they are worthy. The one who is victorious will like them be dressed in white. I will never blot out the name of that person from the book of life, but will acknowledge that name before my father and his angels. Whoever, whoever has ears, let them hear what the spirit says to the churches. 
As I begin to just write this in the closet, over four hours, God just wrecked me. What's the solution? I asked. What's this? As the word of Christ goes out to these churches, where does John go following that word? Revelation 4. After this, I looked, and there before me was a door standing open in heaven. The voice I had first heard speaking to me like a trumpet said, come up here and I will show you what must take place. After this, at once, I was in the spirit and there before me was a throne in heaven with someone sitting on it. And the one who sat there had the appearance of jasper and ruby, a rainbow that shone like an emerald encircling the throne. Surrounding the throne were 24 other thrones, and seated on them were 24 elders. They were dressed in white and had crowns of gold on their head. From the throne came flashes of lightning, rumblings, and peals of thunder. In front of that throne, seven lamps were blazing. These are the seven spirits of God. Also in front of the throne, there was what looked like a sea of glass, clear as crystal. In the center around the throne were four living creatures. Then they were covered with eyes in front and in back. The first living creature was like a lion. The second was like an ox. The third had a face like a man. The fourth was like a flying eagle. Each of the four living creatures had six wings and was covered with eyes all around. Even under its wings, day and night, they never stopped saying, Holy, holy, holy is the Lord God Almighty, who was and is and is to come. Holy, holy, holy is the Lord God Almighty, who was and is and is to come. Whenever the living creatures give glory, honor, and thanks to him who sits on the throne, who lives forever and ever, the 24 elders fall down before him who sits on the throne and worship him who lives forever 
and ever they lay their crowns before the throne and say, you are worthy, our Lord and God, to receive glory and honor and power for you created all things and by your will they were created and have their being. The only thing that fixes the problem is fixing your gaze upon the one whose eyes burn like fire. To see the Lord rightly seated upon his throne. How divine was that song today? How can you hear what the Spirit says? How can you see what the Spirit desires for you to see? To see the most holy one enthroned upon a sea of glass with emeralds, rainbows shining like jasper and carnelian. The Holy Spirit gives you eyes to see and ears to hear. What the world needs to see are those who have a massive love affair with the King of Kings to the rescued orphans. Jesus Christ is Savior, Lord, friend, brother. He's love and kindness and compassion, and He is the resurrection. But do not forget. He is enthroned, most holy God, with eyes that burn like fire, whose feet are like burnished bronze, whose hair is white like wool, and garments like spotless snow, who is like our God most high. There is no one like him. Amen. <sighs> <Hallelujah>. <sighs> 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 who makes Jesus real to us. Who reveals God, our Father, and turns words on a page to a living love letter? Who turns obligation into privilege? Who turns ought to into couldn't live without? Who turns complacency into passion and apathy into desire? The wonderful Holy Spirit who is given in Jesus' absence as he sits enthroned at the Father's right hand. Let's look at Jesus' final words in Luke 24, 36. Jesus has appeared to two disciples on the road to Emmaus. He talks with them, but they do not recognize him. It's hidden from them. He opens the word to them from Moses through all of the prophets. They invite him to come and eat with them as though he was going to walk past them. 
Jesus comes, dines, fellowships with them, breaks bread with them, and their eyes are opened to who he is, but then he vanishes. In all, they return to Jerusalem that very hour. Remember, Emmaus was about seven miles from Jerusalem. And when they invited Jesus to come in and eat with them, it was almost evening and the day nearly over. So that means they traveled the seven miles in the dark. But oh, what light they had in their eyes. Full of hopeless despair. They even said to him, are you a stranger here? Do you not know what has just happened? Are you the only one who doesn't know? Full of despair, full of hopelessness. While they were gathered upon arriving back into Jerusalem with the 11 and their companions, Jesus appears to them once again, now corporately, privately, then corporately. They said back there, were not our hearts burning within us while he was talking to us on the road, while he was opening the scriptures to us? A private visitation, then a corporate one. He must become real here before here. Michael, you can come with me. Luke 24, 36 through 49. While they were still talking about this, Jesus himself stood among them and said to them, peace be with you. They were startled and frightened, thinking they saw a ghost, but he said to them, why are you troubled and why do doubts rise in your minds? Look at my hands and my feet. It is I myself. Touch me and see. A ghost does not have flesh and bones as you see I have. When he said this, he showed them his hands and feet. And while they still did not believe it because of joy and amazement, he asked them, do you have anything here to eat? The exclamation point on his proving who he is. He took and he ate 
the broiled fish in their presence, he said to them, this is what I told you while I was still with you. Everything must be fulfilled that is written about me in the law of Moses, the prophets, and the Psalms. Then he opened their minds so they could understand the scriptures. He told them, this is what is written. The Messiah will suffer, rise, and on the third day, repentance for the forgiveness of sins will be preached in his name to all the nations beginning at Jerusalem. You are witnesses of these things. I am going to send you what my father has promised, but stay in the city until you have been clothed with power from on high. Do not miss that. I am going to send you what my father promised, but stay in the city until you have been clothed with power from on high. What was the prerequisite to becoming his witness to the ends of the earth? We see this in Acts 1, 4 through 8. On one occasion, while he was eating with them, he gave them this command, do not leave Jerusalem, but wait for the gift my father promised which you have heard me speak about, for John baptized with water, but in a few days you will be baptized with the Holy Spirit. Then they gathered around him and asked, Lord, are you at this time going to restore the kingdom to Israel? He said to them, it is not for you to know the times or the dates that the Father has set by his own authority, but you will receive power when the Holy Spirit comes upon you and you will be my witnesses in Jerusalem and in Judea and Samaria and to the ends of the earth, but you will receive power when the Holy Spirit comes on you and you will be my witnesses to the ends of the earth. Terry, to receive the gift that my father promised. The Holy Spirit will clothe you with power to be my witnesses to the ends of the earth. Countless things Holy Spirit does for the child of God. But the one thing our Lord Jesus said to wait was for power to be his witnesses. This world needs to see something that it hasn't seen before. Power to love, power to heal, power to extinguish the dark, power to cause the dough to rise with leaven, power to mend the brokenhearted, to proclaim freedom for the captives, power to release from darkness the prisoners, power to proclaim favor and vengeance of our God, power to comfort all who mourn and provide for the grieved in Zion, power to bestow crowns of beauty instead of ashes, oil of joy instead of mourning, and garments of praise instead of despair. Through the Isaiah 61 reality, the Spirit of the Lord God is upon me because He has anointed me, you, us. Oh, yeah. 
Oh, he's anointed us to do these things. Power to make rivers flow in a barren and dry land. Power to see dry bones live once again. Power to see fire fall from heaven upon the altars and outshine the prophets of Baal. Oh, Spirit, more, more. This all hinges upon those who will say yes to waiting upon Jesus Christ in obedience for his Holy Spirit. This day we are entering into requires something more than forms and types of religion. Oh, it will require consecration unto the unwavering, unreluctant, and unapologetic love of Jesus Christ. Oh, to be Savior, He must also be Lord. Lord, Lord is one who rules and reigns over another. Only one can sit upon the throne of your heart. Oh, Jesus said, if you will be my disciples, you must deny yourself, carry your cross and follow after me. The first directive is deny yourself. That's what Paul says must be crucified with Christ. And in doing so, we get resurrected with him. In dying to our desire, we get a new desire. is calling some of you even now to deny yourself and follow him. Maybe you've never said yes to him. Maybe you've never laid down your life at his feet. The only thing that we can offer the King Most High is our heart. And that's all he's ever wanted a surrendered heart. Because by surrender, we find life and life abundantly. When you surrender your life to Jesus and allow him to be Lord, when you put your faith in his offer to open unto you salvation to your soul, you receive it by his grace through your faith. It is a cooperative act. 
His grace, your faith. Jesus tells Thomas in John 14, 6, I am the way, the truth, and the life. No one comes to the Father except through me. That's what shattered the Jewish religious scholars. He said, I am the way to the Father. If you love me, you love the Father. If you accept me, you accept the Father. He is the way to the Father, God. He is the truth about the Father. And He's the life offered by the Father. He said, I am the truth. I am the way and the life. God was in Christ, reconciling the world to himself. Don't just see what happened to Jesus as independent from the Father. He was in Christ, reconciling the world to himself. In Acts 16, 31, Paul, Silas, imprisoned, explained to their jailer how to be saved. They say, believe on the Lord Jesus and you will be saved. Oh, we've made it so complicated. Believe to place my trust in, to rely on, to commit my life to, lay myself upon Jesus. The criminal who hung on the cross next to Jesus simply said, remember me when you enter into your kingdom. And that's all it took. No fancy repeat after me, no checklists, no boxes checked. And Jesus said, I'll take that. The criminal saw himself as worthy of punishment and he saw Jesus as king. Remember me. For what God wants to do next, some will be excluded if this doesn't happen first. Those of his body just begin to pray to intercede for those whose heart is being drawn by the Father unto His Son by our precious Holy Spirit. Begin to intercede even now for them, Father. Draw their hearts to You. Disconnect their mind from their heart 
and follow after the leading of Holy Spirit as they shake, as they quiver, and as they radiate in their innermost being as you are drawing them unto yourself, O God. Prick our hearts and break them for what breaks yours. Open us to the reality of who you are today. By an uplifted hand, who here today wants to say yes to giving their whole heart to Jesus for the first time? This is the first step to what God wants by way of relationship and intimacy with you. Just lift your hand if you say, I want to give my all for him. I want to step into this place of unknowing and say yes to the offer of the open hand by way of his salvation grace. Just say yes with your hands lifted. As we confess him openly, he will confess us to his father. Salvation is about being restored back to right relationship with our father. Through his son, by way of Holy Spirit. He enables us to hear and to see appropriately, to see him appropriately and ourselves accurately. God sees the hearts of you. He knows what you long for. And it is his good pleasure to give you the kingdom. God, I thank you for the hearts that you have drawn unto yourself in your precious son, Jesus, by your Holy Spirit. I celebrate what you have birthed today in new life and in the secret place of their hearts. I ask you to keep them from the enemy and grow them in this moment into strength and power every day moving forward. This next call is for those who said yes to receiving the gift of salvation through faith. It's a call also to those who are already saved, but fire is dwindling and needs rekindling. This call is for those whose fire is hot, but wants a hotter one still. This call is for those who need a fresh fire for the coming days ahead. Come forward and bunch in real close. Don't hesitate as you say yes to receiving the fresh fire of the Lord Jesus. Just come forward, make your declaration to him as you stand in wonder and awe at the Lord and the power of his name. As we just say, thank you, God, 
for your goodness. Thank you, God, for your honor that you bestowed among a people who are hungry for you. For the time that we are in, that we are going into, fresh encounter, fresh feeling. As darkness increases, so does the glory of the Lord Jesus. We will not be moved by what we see. We will not be moved by what we read. We will not be moved by what we hear. We lift our hands and our hearts to Jesus, our baptizer. him for the precious gift of the Holy Spirit baptism. Worship him with your mouth. Elevate him with your heart. Lift it up to him. Wait upon the Lord who is faithful and merciful. He desires to renew, rekindle, and restore that which has been lost. that you are touching even now those who desire to grow brighter and hotter for you. Increase it in their hearts, God. Let it radiate into every piece of their innermost being. We release faith to come alongside. The days ahead will require the gift that the Father has promised the clothing with power from on high. John the Baptist, he baptized with water, but you will be baptized with fire and with the Holy Ghost. I came to bring fire to the earth and oh, how I wish it were already kindled. For everyone who ever asks, receives. The one who seeks, finds. And the one who knocks, the door will be opened. Which of you, if you ask your son, or if he asks for a fish, will you give him a snake instead? Or if he asks for an egg, will you give him a scorpion? If then you, though you are evil, know how to give good gifts to your children, how much will your Father in heaven give the Holy Spirit to those who ask? Thanks for listening to this audio podcast from Redemption Life Church. Be sure to stay connected with us on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter at Redemption Life. 